Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Anderson. Our praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. at Sunday, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Thursday, Men Focus. And Men Focus is an open forum that you can call in, you can comment, well, you can comment on any of the, uh, the uh, live sessions or even the pre-recorded sessions that you may be listening to. But on Thursdays, we have a good time, you know, the, uh, the host and the hostess is on and having a discussion about any and everything. Talking about real life. This is real talk for real, uh, for those that want something real to talk about. On Saturdays, you can find us at, on kkla.com or 99.5 on your radio dial, that's at 11.30 p.m. And so, you know, we're, we're out there. The Lord is really blessing. And, uh, you know, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedient to the word of God. The Bible says, and they continue daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. You know, I woke up this morning. I just love this. <laughs> I love this. And this little, uh, this praise song was on my heart. I don't know who actually sung the song. Again, you know, uh, some of us grew up where all you heard was the chorus of a song, and they sung that for 10, 15 minutes, just the chorus. You never heard all the other words. But this song, <laughs> this, this, the part of the song says, Lift Jesus higher, lift Jesus higher, lift him up for the world to see. He said, if I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. Lift Jesus higher, lift Jesus higher, lift him up for the world to see. He said, if I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. You know, and so I just thank God for, you know, I believe that I like to look at it that that when you remember those melodies that you don't normally sing and you know that that is just the spirit of the Lord serenading you with uh, bringing things back to your remembrance, you know, which is awesome in itself. And so we're going to go on in the word into the word of God. I, this is a busy evening and I'm just enjoying what the Lord is doing. Again, I want to thank you for joining the online service. Uh, those that are present and, and, and both physically or online, you know, you can find inside the pages on iHeartRadio. 
Apple uh, Podcasts, as well as Amazon, and that's just to name a few, Spotify, and you know, uh, and so want you to know that uh, because our radio audience is listening on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m. on KKLA, you know, but we also want them to be aware of the podcast uh, as we upload uh, more messages into the in, in online this evening, you know, I just want them to be aware that that we're out there. The Lord has blessed us, and not only has He blessed us locally, but but uh, on multiple continents, and they and we're getting people calling in and talking and communicating with us, uh, which is great because it's all about soul salvation. It's all about souls. Uh, we may just be watering. Someone else may have planted a seed, but it, and God will give the increase. This is the 28th day of June. And if you're looking for a church home growth ministry, I want to invite you to join us, to grow with us and, and be blessed with us. You know, we're looking forward to, to moving uh, in a particular direction and certainly the expansion of ministry. You know, I don't think that we could do enough. Sometimes I, uh, I, I sometimes I just wonder. I'm like, am I doing enough? Have I have I done enough? Is there more that I can do? And I just feel that there is. You know, and and certainly God didn't call in us to do it all by ourselves, but we do what we can do by ourselves as well as individuals. Whatever gift God has given you, He's given it to you. For a reason, he's given it to you uh, because you're to operate in that. And that op the operation and the gift is not dependent upon you, uh, someone else doing it with you. No, it, it's dependent. <laughs> it, it, God gave them, the Lord left the house and he gave talents to them. He gave some five, one, ten, he gave, and he gave another one. And they went about to do and handle business according to what they, uh, the expectations that he had. The, the talents represented a certain expectation. Well, one hid his talent, had all had excuses. God's not looking for excuses. He's looking for obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Even though he still had the one talent, and presented it, look what you've given me, and give, no, 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 hit the buzzer, and that's the wrong, and so let the Lord use you, and he's not limited to using you, you know, in a way where, you know, there are so many that are looking for fame, you know, I want to be used at at Bishop Tutu's church. I want to be used, you know, uh, among the evangelists that I, that have a name, you know, for themselves. I, I want to be considered prophetess, uh, you know, and the list goes on. God's not interested in that. He's interested in sincerity. He's interested in a commitment that says, Lord, if you put me, if I'm on an island and there's nothing but rocks, that you can still send a prophetic word through me, such as John, who was on the Isle of Patmos for the the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And he still received a revelation and was told to give that message to the seven churches of Asia, 
which if we look at those churches, we can, I'm sure we can find ourselves um, here in 2022. On October 6th, 7th and 9th is our leadership conference and we'll have this in the city of Monrovia and more information to come. But there'll be some great teaching on the 6th and the 7th, which is that Thursday and Friday. And then on that Sunday, uh, our ordination service where licenses are handed out, you know, and renewal of licenses at that time. Now, we're in the book of Genesis this evening. And, you know, um, what is referred to as the law of particularization, moving from the general to the particular. Uh, there are three areas that, that we're talking about here that we've uh, just skimmed over. I never feel that we have gone deep into anything because the word of God is inexhaustible. And so we've touched on the universe. We've touched on the earth and, and man. Those are three areas that we're looking at. And we're touching the creation and a principal person in all of this, who is the cosmetologist or uh, cosmological, you know, he's the one, the cause of all things. And the teleological, the designing mind behind it all is God himself. And so in the book of Genesis, the second chapter, beginning at verse one, it says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace for keeping us throughout this day. Lord God, for giving us a reasonable portion of health. Lord Jesus, we thank you right now for your kindness and, and Lord, uh, upon us. We pray and ask that you remember the bereaved family this evening, Lord God, those that have lost loved ones, Lord Jesus, you know them name by name, those that are sick in their body. Lord Jesus, you know the sorrow, you know the, the pain and suffering that, that, uh, that families are enduring right now. Lord God, but you are a comforter, Lord Jesus, your present help in the time of need. And we just pray and ask that you will continue to send your peace into the home uh, that you will continue, Lord God, to comfort, Lord Jesus, and those that are with the families to give them the right words to say, Lord Jesus, and Lord God, to you be the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he made. And God blessed the seventh day, sanctified it because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God had created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth. 
and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Just want to talk a little bit about God resting. Now, when I read this, when I when I read the, the scripture and it says uh, that that God ended his work and he rested. That causes a big question mark to come to my mind. How about you? Does What does that mean to you? God rested. And not nothing deep, you know. You don't have to go all deep and try to go all theological and all of that. This is not the school of the cemetery, I mean the, the seminaries. But we're just talking about and just thinking about and meditating upon God. God rested from his work. That's what the scripture says. He rested. And so um, he rested from something. And it's important that, that, you know, there are those that are at rest but they're not resting from something. Ladies, if he's always resting, and you should have noticed and seen this before you invited him over, or if you see that he's always over resting and chilling at your place, what, what is he doing when he's not? Uh, gentlemen, likewise, what is she coming, home, coming from? Where is she coming from? Is it work? I got my own business. You know, I got my, I'm a... Uh, child care provider? Are you a licensed child care provider? Well, I do hear, and, and now, are you are you licensed? I mean, what does that mean? When you, are you, you saying you're self-employed? Where are you coming from? What have you been doing? What are you resting from? What are you resting from? You know, we're, we're doing some things. We're doing some things, you know, church building, radio expansion, outreach to support families and, and, and teaching, not just to give you a fish sandwich for an evening, but wanna teach you how to fish. Because if you can fish for yourself, then you'll, you'll eat more than, or you'll be able to feed yourself more than one day. It's important that we do something and not just do nothing. Genesis, 2, 1 through 6, this first verse says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and the host of them. And we, we've gone through the first chapter, you know, that the, the moon, the, the, the sun, the light, the, the light of immortality showed up, and the, the Spirit of God moved up on the face of the deep, and, and, you know, and God called the creepy things, and, and the list goes on. It was finished. It was all finished, the host of them. Psalms 19 and 1 says, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. The heavens, when we look up, when we look into the vast space, we see the stars and the different things that exist through telescopic lenses and 
you know, and pictures that have been taken by others that flew past it uh, in airplanes at nighttime and different things from different locations, geographical locations. And we haven't seen much from those that, no, I'm not gonna go there this evening, listen. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. It's exciting to me that, you know, space travel, uh, meaning that you can, uh, if you got deep pockets and, and like everything else, the price will go down and for the Lord Terry, you can take a shuttle and fly um, what they consider to be in space. And you're not going too far, too deep, you know, but you can fly and, you know, along the borders of space and then you can say that I've been in outer space. You, you went to that area where there's no gravity, you know, and you could see the, the earth and different things and then you'll come back and land after making that trip. And then there are those that are on uh, orbiting space stations that have a view. And that's about as far as they go. They don't venture out past the space station as they did back in that year that they flew past the space station. And so no one has done that since then for whatever reason. But we know that the heavens declare the glory of God. So no matter if you are here upon this rock that we call earth, you know, or you are uh, privileged to fly into uh, the atmosphere or you are, you know, if you've made it to into the space station, which, uh, you know, and you saw and are seeing something magnificent that cannot be denied. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Job 26 and 7 says, he stretched out the north over the empty place and hangeth the earth upon nothing. There's no doubt about that. There's no strings attached to what we call home. There is no pole sticking out of the north or the south end of this globe. There's nothing that is supporting it except the word of God. John 1 and 3 says, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Proverbs 8 and 29 gives us this interesting insight. It says, the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way. The Lord possessed me. What did he possess? The Lord, what did he have? Before his works of old, he had this in his arsenal, let me put it that way, before the heavens and before the earth there was something that existed. I was set up from everlasting and from the beginning or ever the earth was. So before anything that we see and before the heavens declared the glory of God and the firmament showed his handiworks and before uh, he hung the earth and nothing, there was something that existed. When there was no depth, I was brought forth when there was no fountain 
bounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was, uh, I, I was, before anything, the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest parts of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, when he, when he did do it, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the deep, get your little compass out and see which, which way is north, east, south, and west. When he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree, gave it, set it in order, said, don't go past. Uh, when he told the waters, don't pass this, stop right here. The waters do not flood or go anywhere without permission. When he appointed the foundations of the earth, something was there. And come, uh, Bible students, just comment in what was there. I should see some comments popping in. What was there? What was there? What was there before everything else existed? I didn't remember all of it, but come on. What was there? Because it took more than a belief. It took more than a belief. No, it wasn't the word. It took more than a belief. More than a spoken word. It took something else to, to establish, to govern the framework of creation. All that we see, all that we enjoy, all that wows us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because see, you can have a word, a lot of people have a word, but that word needs to have something else to make it powerful. There's something else that causes the words that we that we speak to be different from others. Mm -hmm. And so the Bible tell us that uh, the heavens declare the glory of God. And so thus the heavens and the earth were finished. Still, still give me a moment to, to, to drop, drop a comment in. Come on. The heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. The second verse says, and on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. That's, that sounds pretty good right now. It sounds pretty good, some rest. And some of you are just getting off from work or you're getting up to go to work and you might even still need a little rest. Maybe you're in the middle of your day and you, you, maybe you ate a little, little something that might've been a little heavy and you want to take a rest. You know, they, they, they said that's a particular type of disease 
not a not a disease to <laughs> put take you out, but you know, after you've eaten something heavy, some of y'all know what I'm referencing. But what was there? What was there? With the word in action before the world, before anything else existed, there was something there. The third verse says, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work, which he created and made. Now, often in our my praying, and I encourage you and others that when you pray that you should ask for something. Do anyone recall what that is? When you pray, you ought to ask for something. It's, it's imperative, it's so important. The Bible says that if any man lacks something, let him ask God. I'm giving you hints. I'm giving you hints there. If you lack something, you ought to ask God for it. Because it goes beyond, it goes past where money goes. It goes beyond school knowledge. It goes beyond taking initiative and studying at home. Because with all the knowledge that you might have, one word, because I just said that it goes beyond the knowledge. It goes beyond all of that. You need something to help you with the knowledge. You close. I gave you a hint. Wisdom. Thank you. Wisdom. Proverbs 7 Four and seven says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get an understanding. You want wisdom. Many have knowledge, but they don't have wisdom. People graduate. There's many that's going to graduate this year, and they won't have wisdom to, they won't have an inkling of how to use the, the book knowledge that they received. Wisdom. Wisdom is what teach you how to work. You don't just go to work, understand something, uh, people. You don't go to work. You don't just go to work, but you need to, as you mature, you learn how to work it, okay? You learn how to work it. And so wisdom teaches you and gives you what you need so that you can work it, so that you can work things the right way. It's important to pray and ask for wisdom. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask God. And so before the heavens, that's what the uh, Proverbs 8 is referencing before uh, anything. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his ways. It's talking about wisdom. Wisdom was present during the creation of all things before and during. Now, on the seventh day, God ended his work. He stopped. Stop what he was doing because he had completed everything. He rested on the seventh day from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Now, on that seventh day, the scripture says that God sanctified it. What did he sanctify? He blessed the seventh day and he sanctified it. The seventh day embodied everything that was created. Let me just go on with it. 
It embodied everything that was created, everything that God had called, everything that he had done up to this very moment. He sanctified it because it would have been included in his observation of all that it was done. Everything that he said was good, including you. When you came out the womb, you, you, you came, listen, oh, thank you, Jesus. When you came out of the womb, God's intention, even though he knew what was going to happen and what did happen, you would have been sanctified. Instead, we were born in sin and shaping in iniquity because now I'm ahead of myself, so I'm going to stop right there. But everything up to this point, when God rested, he sanctified it because he had because that in that he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Now, the number seven is referred to as perfection, the number of completion. Uh, this is in reference to the fact that God had finished all his work. There are many creative studies which identify or associated, uh, associate the number sevens with it, such as biblical symbols. You know, there are traditions that people have that deals with the number seven and other divisions uh, uh, that you can search in the Bible. That's something you can, you can look on your time. You know, there, someone went through and said, you know, seven men called man of God, uh, you know, but, they weren't the only men of God. They just found seven that they identified. And so seven titles that are referencing Christ in the book of Hebrews, and I'm not going to read all of those. And, you know, and then there are seven parables that, you know, so you can go through and make it a search on your own time and, and, and then revisit the search, you know, to find out what the word of God has to say. That's great. Uh, you know, and so, but this familiar term, sanctification, should not be taken lightly. Neither looked upon as unattainable. There are some that say, well, I, you know, if you, if you say I'm sanctified, I'm holy, you know, then, then you know, no, that means that you're perfect, that you're, that you're pure as, as, as the driven snow that have landed in the top of the Alps somewhere where no planes have passed by. So there is no, no debris. There is no, uh, uh, no type of um, contaminants. No, God sanctified it. And he calls us to be sanctified as well. Sanctified or sanctification means to be set apart for a uh, sacred purpose. So the seventh day after God had created all things, uh, everything was set apart. Everything was set aside in that moment, in that instance. Sanctification means being free from sin, meaning that you, that I and us, we have surrendered to God's will, to his word, and unto his wisdom. My godmother uh, told us something right early. I'm grateful and I, I appreciate because I never forgot this. She said, hate the evil and love the good. If you practice hating evil, 
and loving good. Now, I'm not when I say hate evil, I'm not talking about being prejudiced and uh, committing hate crimes and using hateful words and stuff like that. No, I'm talking about the action and behavior uh, that governs your own life, that you don't do evil. The Bible said Job eschewed evil. He hated evil. And so therefore he practiced not doing it. And so if you hate evil, you practice not doing it and love doing what is right, what is good. That you'll find that in Amos 5, 15a. Uh, Some things we hear are seeds in the moment. So that seed was planted in me in that moment that it was given to me to hate evil and love good. Then the rain, then it rains and the sun shines and there is more fertilization and you suddenly find yourself living a sanctified life. And sometimes you'll look back and say, man, when did I stop cussing? When did I stop drinking? When did I stop smoking? When did I stop chasing skirts and chasing pants and all of that kind of stuff? When did I stop? I noticed that the taste is has subsided and it's not even a desire in my heart. My heart desire is to love the Lord. Lord, I love you. And what do you what do you want? What do you want me to do for you? It becomes the heart's desire that I want to live for the Lord. And Lord, you already know my desires. And I'm not even going to dwell on my desires because I'm my desire now is to please you. It's to please you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it doesn't take away anything. It doesn't take away a desire for anything else, but the priority and what has precedence in our life is God, is his word, his wisdom, honoring him in our life. And so uh, the scripture says, these are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the, day, in the day, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth. Listen to this. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground. Now, note here, there is a principle that that is that is standing out to us. The plants existed. The plants were there. The, the scripture plainly says that every plant of the field before it was in the earth. So before it had not been planted. Herbs of the field had grown. There was no growth. There was an existence, but there was no growth. The nurturing which was necessary had not been implemented. People of God, those listening, the nurturing that was necessary. There is something necessary. Saints, friends, take a look and, 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 and be interested in the principle. Nothing happens without you nurturing it. That dream, that ideal, 
that suggestion that God blows your way? Something that you are interested in doing and accomplishing, achieving, going somewhere, doing something, it does not happen with some type of nurturing. It requires a forward act, and that is nurturing. There's some things that we need to nurture, things that we have to work on. Remember that it existed, the plant existed, the, the herbs existed, but God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. There's all this existence, but there was something that was needed. What's needed right now? What are you thinking about right now? What do you need right now? What do you desire? Well, it's going to require you to nurture it. Uh, don't, don't just walk away and say, well, it didn't grow. No, no, you're going to have to work with it. You're going to have to work with it. Look what the scripture says. God had not caused it to rain. And there was not a man to till the ground. You, you're that person. You're that man. You're that woman to till the ground. You're the one. You're going to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? You're going to cause God. I cannot get the word that I'm trying, that I'm reaching for, but, but you're, you're going to cause God to send the rain. So how do I do that? You're going to entice him. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to seek him and you're going to cause him to send the rain and you're going to till the ground. There was a woman that, that had an issue. She went to the Lord. So my daughter's, my daughter is sick. My daughter's having a problem. She tripping. I don't know, you know, whatever vernacular you want to use about your situation. It's not right. You know, things are just not. And he responded and said, it's not meat that I give the children's food to dogs. Wisdom. Wisdom and the necessity that she had said, I even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the rich man or fall from the table. Not necessarily the rich man, but fall from the table. Yes. So a reaction to what you see, to what you desire is necessary because it's going to stimulate that thing. Does that make sense? You have to respond and let me know. It's going to stimulate that ideal, is going to stimulate. That's what causes everything to grow. So when that woman told the Lord that I need I need you to reign in my life. I need you to send, uh, send what I need right now. And she said, and he said, it, 
it's not me, you know, I shouldn't be giving this away to, uh, to the dogs. And she said, wisdom, that wisdom showed up and said, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the rich. It stimulated something in God. It stimulated something in him. And he granted her what she wanted. She granted, he granted the request. So you have the ability to stimulate. And so there had not been any rain upon the earth. Here it is, everything is existing, everything is pristine, but there was no rain upon the earth. So when he caused it to rain, that began to stimulate. Things begin to happen and nurturing. We have to nurture what God has given us. We have to work with it. And so as he sends the rain, he's raining on us right now. Yes, he's raining right now. The word of God is, is raining. And, and so we have to take this and use it to till the ground, till the ground of your heart, till the ground of your circumstances. Yes, you can do it. Till the ground of what you're dealing with, with the word of God. He sent the rain, he sent it. And so you're going to work with that right now. You're gonna work with it. Bless you, Lord Jesus, mighty God. Well, I didn't say I was gonna be long tonight. I didn't say I was gonna be short either, but I think it's time to stop right here. I think this was a good place to, to stop and, and just to thank God for his word and, and what he has done and what he is revealing to us you know i never saw genesis the way that i see it right now and i, I know it is I, I had initially started to go a different way in my studies and the lord stopped me he stopped me and trouble troubled the water you know and and i found that it was not working that way but i, I believe that that the lord is blessed he's blessing all of us and what it has been presented thus far from Genesis. So let's continue to be prayerful and to seek God. And, and I know you are. And to share the, the word with others. Mighty God, and encourage others to listen in. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Be blessed. And, and tell someone else to be blessed. And enjoy the rest of the day. If you're, if you're in the hot Southern California area, please stay hydrated. Drink plenty of water, uh, not juice or anything like that. That that might taste good, but it's not water. Uh, you know, we're seventy percent water. I think our our, our our resident nurse, I'm gonna call her that, is she can vouch <laughs> vouch to those things. But be blessed. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you. Lord, say the same. We'll be back on our discussion on Thursday. So until then, check you later.
this. So I just finished a 50 ounce bottle of water. And that's still not enough for this little man. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest rule and abide henceforth now and forevermore. In Jesus' name.